Welcome to the Beyond Ordinary Women podcast. Every two weeks, we post podcast versions of one of our free training videos, or you can access our videos now at beyondordinarywomen.org. Enjoy the podcast. My name is Sharifa Stevens, and I'm here with Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries. Today I'll be talking with Kelly Matthews. Thanks for coming, Kelly. Today we're going to be talking about protecting our kids as Bible teachers. We're living in a world of emerging technology. Our thoughts, our pictures, our opinions can be instantaneously downloaded to the World Wide Web. What does this mean for our kids? What does this mean for our family's privacy? We're going to talk a little bit about that now. So Kelly, my first question for you Have the boundaries of public and private life shifted? Yes, of course. Technology has really um, merged the two, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. uh, with the social media especially. uh, And as a writer, which is what I have done primarily in the ministry world, it's wonderful to have such fodder for illustrations and stories right there at my feet with all the children. And so I have four kids, and they are currently ages 8 to almost 18. So mostly teenagers with one, uh, you know, younger. So the stories have changed, right? And the uh, what I'm allowed to say has changed. So one of the rules I try to live by, and this really could apply for speaking or writing, I think, because they're they're pretty close, is that, uh, so maybe the first rule is, if they're old enough, get their permission, okay? So make sure they're okay with you sharing something about them. When is old enough? I have a five-year-old and an eight-year-old. That will depend on the story, I think. Now, again, you're talking my opinion and kind of what I've seen, uh, what people get upset about or what they enjoy, that kind of thing. So I think every family is going to be different. But in general, maybe your five-year-old stories are going to be fun and cute, and so there's no harm, right? Right. Definitely like Hippocrates you know, first do no harm. Right. Uh, so, but with the older ones, I have to ask permission for every photograph. Can I post this? Um, you know, half the time they're like, here, mom, post this. Oh. They want me to. That's but awesome. that's just for Facebook or, you know, that kind of thing, uh, not to be used as an illustration. Right. So the second rule in writing in particular is when you're telling a story, always make yourself the bad guy not somebody else. That's important. And it's same thing with your children. If you're going to tell a story and you want to make a point, please don't make your children out to be the horrible example or the perfect person either. So there's these extremes you can go to. Mm -hmm. Um, I have this, my eight-year-old has been um, really clever with his words He's funny, okay? Yeah. Uh, and uh, more than my own immediate family believes that. So we enjoy, <laughs> we enjoy him. He is just a lot of fun. Maybe it's that final, you know, that youngest child thing. So I have a hashtag that I make. It says, I love currently eight-year-olds. But it has gone back to when he was five yeah. from our carpool conversations. And uh, he would say something clever or silly or profound. And we would say, write that down. And so we would hurry up and post it with, I love five-year-olds or I love six-year-olds. And mostly I used it as a way for myself to remember it. But I got so much feedback from people who just loved him. They all feel like they know him. But I try to keep it positive and nothing that uh, that he would be embarrassed about later. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, so it's definitely a judging kind of thing. Uh, but first rule, don't use anyone else as your, um, your lesson, if that makes sense. Self-deprecating kinds of stories always resonate better with uh, your audience. Right. So I have a question about how that translates to pictures, if it does. Mm -hmm. I am on Instagram, mm -hmm. and there's I have a public account and I have a private account. Okay. Right. My because I want for my kids pictures to be in that private account Is that it? I approve of the people okay, who are sure. following me. Absolutely. But for my public writing account, mm, I don't really want my children's pictures to be available to the public. I don't know if I'm being like hyper vigilant or hyper. I wouldn't say that. I think that's a great rule for any family to, uh, to follow if that's how you use Instagram. Right. If you want your friends and family to see that, make it just for them and you can totally uh, you know, judge who gets to be in that, uh, that group of followers. But if you only use Instagram for nature or, or just pure ministry, you, you can keep it public. Right. So it's all in how you decide to use that particular kind of social media. So do you have like a cheat sheet for writers or communicators for do's and don'ts? As far as? Writing about family. I don't have a list written out, but I kind of have a, a list I work from, right? Okay. And it's all about writing. Um, so, yes, always keep yourself, if you're using an example, uh, never use someone else as the negative. Right. Okay, yourself. Let, someone, let them know that you're imperfect and that uh, you have learned your lesson maybe or that whatever your point is, you are in it. You can, they can empathize with you because you've lived it, okay? As opposed to saying, when my son did A, B, or C, you know, ha-ha, I really showed him and I taught him how to be a better kid. That doesn't work so well. So never, never make your family members the villain right. or the savior. Right. I think that's a good, safe, you know, rule of thumb on that. Um, again, personal pictures, the older they get, the more they're going to have a say and, and they're going to care what you put out there about them. I have one son who's super private and I can't put anything in pictures. And uh, sometimes I will tell stories because I will overhear a conversation uh, between two or three children. So I will say kid A, B, or C, and I won't name anybody. And just to get the feel for this humorous conversation that may have happened or profound or something. Um, and so I try to protect their identities that way. I have a friend that I met online and at uh, writer's events. So I didn't know her family for a long time. And I didn't know the names of her children for four years because she used code names. So Lucy was Widget or something. I mean, like, you knew it was a code name, but it protected those children appropriately. So she could tell all the stories she wanted without giving away their privacy. That's good. Okay. So that's just one you know, strategy you could use. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for giving us some great advice on how to protect our kids as Bible teachers. There'll be more videos that you can watch about momming and ministry. So please check it out on the website. And you can also find our bios and show notes on the website. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening to the Beyond Ordinary Women podcast. You can find more podcasts and information about women in leadership by going to beyondordinarywomen.org. 
This podcast was produced by Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries. Our production team includes Evelyn Babcock, Kay Daigle, Kay Halligan, Deborah Herring, Sharifa Stevens, and John Sparks. Theme music, Back in Stride by Don Miller, used by courtesy of Christine Miller.